Nos fins de semana de verão, milhares de galhocas saem de suas casas nos mais distantes subúrbios em busca de um lazer. Holler. Holler is a drama, kind of a small town indie drama written and directed by Nicole Reigel. This is her first film. And it stars Jessica Barden, the wonderful Jessica Barden, as well as Becky Ann Baker, Pamela Adlon, Gus Harper, and Austin Emilio. Uh, this was executive produced by Paul Feig, which I was very surprised by. I was not, you know, expecting yeah, that was to weird. see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, what is this? What is this fun, wacky comedy? we're about to get i um, think <laughs> um it's because he like the director worked with paul feig at one point like uh i don't know if it, she was like a script supervisor or something i think that's their connection if i'm not mistaken i guess i don't know uh but this movie uh this is uh, being released by ifc films in i believe a uh, limited release right now i don't know if it's available on uh, video on demand. I think I think you can just catch it in theaters. But it premiered at the Deville American Film Festival in France last September, and then it literally screened at TIFF the next day, um, which is when you saw it at TIFF last year. And it also had a premiere, uh, like a or it was a, sorry, it was originally supposed to premiere at South by Southwest last March, but of course COVID happened, and so we're just now getting the film this month. Will, I know you talked about Holler a little bit on the show. I know that you reviewed it as well on cinemaholics.com. And you haven't seen it since. I just watched it, so this isn't going to be the meatiest review because I, I assume you don't remember too much. And I got to admit, I'm already sort of forgetting a lot of this movie. It is a movie that is doing a lot of things that we have been seeing over the last five years, right? And th this is the part of the show where I kind of have to bring something up that it, it, it ruffles people's feathers. They don't like when we talk about politics. I get it. But this movie very much is invoking that sort of thing, so I have to bring it up. Uh, this movie very much feels like a reaction to the 2016 election. It literally is taking place during that time. It Whoa, takes place yeah. in Ohio, I mean, not only that, there's like a sequence where you hear on the radio Donald Trump, like, you know, doing that's like why, the like. Yeah, that's how yeah. you know, right? So, like, there, in the background of this movie, there is like the 2016 election, and there is like this re, I don't know if revisiting, but there's this like sort of using of the fact like the jobs are disappearing in the Rust Belt, uh, in this location especially. The movie frames like this town in Ohio as at times like a third world country essentially, where lots lots of the people who live here are just in dire straits. They're, they're losing jobs. Manufacturing jobs are being moved. People don't know where, where to go. They don't know what to do. There's just all this desperation. The movie isn't about that. That's the atmosphere, right? The movie's not about Trump or politicians or politics. It's really just about how all of that stuff sort of like exists. And it's like, the least priority for these people, at least on the surface. To them, they're just trying to get by. They're just trying to like make a paycheck. And so this movie, it feels like it's trying to put a spotlight on these actual people and what they're going through yeah. and how removed from other parts of America in general these people are. And uh, in that way, I did think that's probably for me the most effective aspect about it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, um, I've spent, uh, because I went to school in Ohio, I've, I've spent some time in the kind of more Rust Belt area of Ohio, not enough to be an expert by any means, but uh, I do think when the movie's at its best, it does communicate that sense of environment, and like there's like the world building there where it feels vivid and raw, and you can like basically almost like taste the rust in your mouth as like you're walking through it. Almost, I mean, there are times where it does kind of lean into stereotypes, or it kind of feels like it's doing a very like sort not hollywoodized but like it does kind of feel heightened for the sense of narrative purpose but i generally think the movie is at its best when it is creating or evoking that sense of environment and getting us into the worldview of its characters and the environment that they live in i think those are some of the best moments i think those moments tend to happen early on the film we're establishing character and tone when the movie is starting out i'm like oh this might be really good like it's starts off really strong jessica barton once again very good i think when the movie starts to fall apart is when the narrative actually kind of comes into play and it does a lot of kind of tropey things that unfortunately we have seen several times before yeah. that's that's exactly yeah 100 percent where i'm at with it. it it's like that man that first 30 sec- 30 seconds first 30 minutes of this movie it it's it's so effective at setting up this world, making you understand the circumstances of Ruth's life. Ruth is Jessica Barden's character. She is in high school. Her older brother has been like her legal guardian for a while because her mother is uh, addicted to opioids. So there's like the opioid crisis like looming over this thing. And they have like a family friend that they go to a lot who works in the factory. That's uh, Becky Ann Baker's character, Linda. And all those characters to me, they felt authentic. They felt real. They felt interesting. And yeah, when the narrative kicks in, it's sort of like, okay, Ruth has this issue where she needs to be able to pay for college. So she has to, you know, do some dangerous things. And, you know, she has to like kind of uh, navigate a seed, the seedy underbelly of her small town, which is already pretty seedy in order to get that goal. I think though, where this movie does not work is that I really just did not find the the connection to this character, this, her aspiration for college and the risks she has to take, I, they didn't really move me for some reason. I think that I just didn't connect with her. I didn't feel her plight in the way that the movie is trying to get across as hard as it's trying to get that across. And despite Jessica Burton being such an engaging actor, I I'm actually kind of perplexed why this movie doesn't work. It feels like it should. It, you know, I, I think like on paper, this thing should be emotionally wrenching. And I, the end scene should fill me with all of this, all of this emotion. And ultimately it just didn't, it ended. And I, I kind of walked away from this film, not feeling affected by it. And that's really bad for, you know, for an indie drama, like you really got to nail that. And for whatever reason, it just didn't happen with this movie, which I'm, I'm really sad about. I, I really was hoping that it was going to have a real effect, but yeah, it just didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to escape comparisons to something like Winter's Bone, which this movie is, uh, mm-hmm at least somewhat evocative of and I, I think at its best it is capturing some of the great things that that made that movie stand out and become such a hit but um i do think as you're suggesting i think the movie is at its best similar to how that movie was a great showcase for uh jennifer lawrence early on in her career i did remember thinking like as a showcase for jessica barton i think this is very strong um at the time when i saw it I admittedly hadn't seen, you know, the end of the Uffing world and other things that she was a part of, except for like the lobster and a few other side parts. So for me, I was just like, who's this great young actress that's, you know, coming up on the scene, you know, like this young, like 
early 20 something and then i was surprised i was just like oh she's like my age and it's just like you know yeah, uh, yeah. she's almost 30 yeah so you know it just was a, a definitely that surprised me but i think um outside of like we were saying before with the pink sky head thing where i'm like i hope she doesn't have to get settled to doing these uh high school parts for you know the rest of her career um i i, I would like to see more adult roles from her uh pretty soon but I do think she does a terrific job, and I think she is able to uh, make this movie ultimately work more than it doesn't. But it is just a shame that that second half really kind of deflates like a lead balloon. Uh, I think when the crime aspects come into play, that's where the movie starts to shake. And I just, I never really fully bought the crime underbelly aspects of the narrative. It, it, it felt yeah. very heavy-handed, and it even like the the geometry of it didn't fully mesh with me. It, it kind of felt like it was uh, kind of burning itself into the narrative in a way that that felt like it was very scripted and very uh, blunt. Uh, and that's a shame because I do think when it is. At its best, which, as we suggested, is like for the first like 30, 40 minutes, there is a really strong, uh, really compelling indie character drama here that uh, even if it is playing into some stereotypes, it is generally pretty strong and gripping. But then just when that narrative comes in, it just doesn't just doesn't quite stick the landing in a way that that's just more frustrating than anything, because when yeah. it works, it, it, it does work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not for nothing. I mean, these actors are clearly giving it their all. I think Pamela Adlon, she's not in a lot of the film, but when she is, it's like, I, I buy it. Like, I don't I don't yeah. see her. I see the character. And he, these are rich characters, uh, you yeah. know, in that in one sense. Mm-hmm. But I just could not, as I'm, as the narrative is going, I just did not find the direction of the narrative to have the right juice like it, it just didn't feel like the right conflict i mean how many times have we seen somebody who's like they got to do unsavory things to make money to get have a better life that story's been done to death and this movie just doesn't find a unique angle on it and that's why the open i think is better because it finds a little bit of an angle i mean at least it it kind of leans into the like very very topical things like you know the current events and like a very specific backdrop but then it moves away from that stuff a little bit because then it has to be this story of intrigue of like, is she going to do this? Is she getting a little bit too close to this character? And yeah, I just kind of was checked out by then because I just thought that the narrative had lost its focus on what makes this character tick. And instead it just sort of became like, I got to do this to do this, do this. Here's what happened. The end. And then I, yeah, just a little bit of a shame um, to see this kind of miss that opportunity to be a bit more right. And I think that yeah. we have gotten other films that have like captured this kind of story in a more unique, engaging way, something like Nomadland, honestly, which mm-hmm. very different, but you, know, you mentioned winner's bone, you know, dealing with similar subject matter, finding like just different ways to go about it and finding different ways sure. to capture the feeling of a, a world, uh, more effectively. Yeah, and there's also a romance angle that's incorporated. Uh, romance, I guess, with quotation marks uh, that's incorporated that I just found to be icky and kind of needless. I don't know how you felt about that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was, I was just, just like, like uh, no point. <laughs> yeah, n- uh, no bueno. <laughs> Mayor, Mayor of Easttown kind of does this sort of thing a little bit better, to be totally oh, honest. It? I know you haven't All checked right. that out yet. Yeah, yeah. But that's a show that's sort of about you know, people trying to break out of this small town. And I don't know, like, I think what that show gets about these, it's not all bleak. Like, yeah, it's people are sad. People are struggling, but there is still like kind of like in the Heights as well. It's like 
people are still living their lives and they're fine. They're, they're trying to make the best out of certain situations and there's a balance. And I think because this film is just like so hardcore depressing, it, it, that's what I, where I think it's like losing its energy. It just doesn't have life. It just doesn't have a yeah. way for us to connect. Sure. And I will say though, uh, it is better than Hillbilly Elegy for whatever it's worth. Another right. uh, Ohio base rural town type narrative. But um, yeah, I, I agree with basically what you said there. I'm a I'm a C plus on Holler. I wow. wish it was better. Um, I I really wanted it to be stronger, and uh, yeah, I kind of just the more I've thought about the film, the the less I've remember of it even, and the less sure. I really just had much to to praise here. So it's C plus. I mean, it's not terrible or anything. It's sure. competent enough, but yeah, it just didn't didn't really resonate with me. Oh, man, I I tried, John. You know, I was just like, yeah, it was pretty good when I saw it at uh, TIFF. But you were just like, oh, man, we got to cover this movie. And I was like, yeah, you know, John, I mean, I think you'll like it fine. And then, uh, you know, we get to this point and uh, your expectations had been set too high, I guess. Uh, that's probably my fault. In some I, respect, I don't but... I knew I knew you didn't love it. I mean, come on. Sure. I mean, I will say my expectations were a little bit painted because a friend of the show, Isaac Feldberg, loves this movie. And I know yeah. Matt Zoller cites, you know, on uh, RogerEeper.com, give it four stars. Oh, well. And I don't get it. I don't understand. But, you know, teach their own, of course. I mean, like I said, for those, like, first, like, 40 minutes, I mean, I was, like, B plus, A minus territory on it. I was just like, this is really compelling. I love the look of the film. I love how it gets us in this world. I, this performance from Jessica Barden's great. It's just that once it goes along, it kind of gets, as it goes along, it goes from like B plus to like C plus at the end. So I'm going to split the difference and say, I think it's ultimately like a B minus film. Like I, I didn't mind the time I spent with it. It was my first film at the virtual TIFF and I, I didn't feel like it was like a bad start to the festival. I just felt like there was a stronger, more compelling film that they constantly just didn't explore. And it just kind of felt like they took a lot of like safer, less interesting choices throughout that. Uh, were ultimately for the worse instead for the better. So I felt my ultimate like, but one I felt like I could have easily loved if it was just a little bit better. All right. Well, if you want to see the film for yourself and decide, it is, I believe, in theaters and limited release. It's just 90 minutes long. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.